This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, the results are in. The big brisket cook-off. We had three amazing briskets that we cooked up, served up, blind taste tested, and got some feedback. And there were two knuckleheads that gave the wrong answers. But I'm your host, Rod Simmons, joined by my partner in crime, Chris Ashley. Let's talk about the results of this cook-off Let's and how our daughters have horrible taste buds. Yeah, I've been training my daughter. She let me down the most. <laughs> I've been literally training her for years on barbecue, good barbecue, brisket, everything, you know. And uh, I was like, well, what are you talking about? But anyway, it was, yeah. So hello, everyone. Uh, shout out to all the the fabulous comments that we got on Twitter and Facebook and in uh, our Discord. Props to the people that actually bought some of the uh, brisket because we definitely had a ton of brisket to uh to unload, if you will. But, uh, yeah, man, overall, overall, uh, a great success. And I say that because there was some nuances that came out of this, uh, experiment that I didn't expect. So as a recap, folks, uh, we did the, the big brisket experiment. We bought three different briskets, uh, from three different price points, if you will, or different, uh, uh, vendors and we wanted to see a you know it, are you really going to notice the difference between a high-end brisket and you know the other in mid and you know lower end if you will uh brisket that was the first thing we wanted to look at and you know while this has been something that's been done to death and people tell you you know their opinions it until you do it yourself you, you never know you know how you really feel about something like that so that was one but two, you know, it's like, all right, you did it. You say one is way better or not, you know, it's not that much better. The question becomes, are you willing, is it, is anything that's better worth to spend the money or are you good enough to just get what you normally get or whatever? So that that's the kind of what I went into uh, this experiment trying to uh, come out with at least. And uh, I think you were on the same lines, right, Rod? Uh, you are correct. So, uh, I, well, I was just going to lay it out that the we our original intention was to get 
a Snake River Farm gold grade brisket, uh, a brisket from the butcher, and then finally a uh, brisket from Costco. But we did run into a slight snafu. Rod and I uh, jumped in the truck. We went to go to Costco to look for a brisket. And, I'm sorry, a Sam's Club, and they had none. So instead, we substituted uh, Costco for a uh, Walmart. Nope. Substitute Walmart for Costco. Yeah. Well, co- yeah, yeah, Costco. Yeah, we substitute Walmart for Costco. Right, 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 right. So, uh, and I think that you know, in the end, we probably found it to be pretty comparable from what I've seen out of both. Um, so yeah, it was funny. We told the uh, butcher what we were about to do, and they were like, "We're gonna win hands down." It was it was pretty hilarious. Uh, so. Uh, you were going to say something, Rod, before I uh, I laid it out. No, I mean I think that, so. You know, and I I think the some of the challenges I feel you run into when you do competitions, or at least I've seen competitions like this, is I often I don't hear the guys talk about price point for the meat, and I think the first thing is let me be very clear: the price points were dramatically different. Yeah, um, and uh, so the 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 one from. Snake River Farm was like two forty, two thirty. I looked it up today. Two thirty. Yep. All right. So that's a, that was an eighteen to twenty pound brisket. It was and, twenty pounds. Yeah, everything was right in the same general range of, uh, if not high eighteen, or it was the one was twenty pounds. The American Wagyu was the heaviest. I think the butcher was like eighteen point. Mm-mm. It was twenty twenty point five. Uh, both the yeah. the both the the butcher and the uh, uh were like eighteen and some change. No, no, they were twenty. The Costco brisket was 18 and, and change. Okay. All right. I knew we, we yeah. put it in a, a text thread. So we had it. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Costco was 18.8. So they were all within a general range of each other. Right. To even if you say they differed by at least one was about two pounds heavier. It was really like a one and some change, but let's say it's two pounds heavier at 240 mm. for the Snake River Farm. Yep. Um, the butcher was 150. Yep, and Costco was seventy five. Right, so for ninety percent of people alone, they're like, "Why are you going anywhere the Costco?" Because that price point of seventy five dollars for an eighteen pound brisket is, yeah, it's kind of hard to beat, right? Yeah, it. I mean, that would definitely dissuade uh, folks right out of the gate is the price point, um, and uh, and it didn't. It, we that was not our intention for the prices to kind of work out as linear as they did. It just happened that way. Uh, we just we really were just more about okay, if you get it from here, from here, and from here, we knew there would be some price difference. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it was uh, just kind of odd to us that uh, that the prices came in where they came in at in the first place. So th- that it kind of made it easier to kind of discuss. So the other, just so everybody understands too, I took every precaution to cook these briskets as evenly and the same as possible so i gave them all the same seasoning i trimmed them all at the same at the same time or back to back to back you know i didn't i didn't trim them to death but i gave them a good trimming um and tried to you know keep with the aesthetics of of each one so that the airflow around them would be great um i also injected them all they all got the same uh, rubs in the same uh, order. So I, I, I didn't want the taste 
to be a factor. I just wanted purely the taste as far as the texture um, and the, the melding with the fat and the rendering and all that stuff um, of each one to be to be more of the play as well as the tenderness. And uh, and then from the another perspective, we didn't really talk about it, but just the process of cooking them. Right. So there were some nuances we noticed in, in the process of cooking them that uh, we want to share as well. So. Go ahead. No, no, I was, I, I, I was, I was going to talk a little. I was. We definitely want to touch on. Do you want to touch on like what people felt like when like their opinions back? Like, because again, we joke about our daughters because they have obviously unsophisticated palates. Um, I was probably most proud of my son, my youngest son, who is I call him my Metasaurus <laughs> because he nailed it. Out of the gate. He's Without, like, this one, this one, then this one. And we, Rod and I, went through great efforts to make sure nobody knew what was what. We just used a numbering system, one, two, and three. We had a thread between the two of us that laid out which one one was, two was, and three was. And uh, we didn't say a thing. And that young fella nailed it. I had to kind of just control myself because I was just like about to scoop him up like he just scored like the game winning touchdown. He nailed it. Uh out of just right out of the gate. Confidently didn't think twice. He was just like, this is the the Wagyu, this is the the butcher, and this is the Costco one. He was like, and he just stood there waiting for the answer, like, tell me differently. Yeah, just gonna confirm it so I can go do homework or something. So yeah, that was pretty awesome. Now I will say that where I thought in, interesting things came through, like well, in the the um, the butcher brisket came in a solid second. Um, I think across all palettes, again ignoring our daughters, it was a solid second. But where it was subtle is between point and flat. Where my mother in law, a brisket expert, yeah, didn't like the butcher brisket because she was it. She felt the fat was too much there. Or was it the other one? I can't. No, the butcher she felt had more fat than she likes, and that's another nuance with brisket that people have. You know, some people like the fat on a. I like the fat on a brisket, and uh, she felt the uh, it was a bit too fatty for her, especially from the point um, as opposed to the flat. So she actually kind of more preferred the flat, but uh, that was just uh, another thing that came out of it that people. You know, we can translate to people, you know, that we're talking to on this podcast is like, pay attention to what you like. You know what I mean? You, do you like a lot of fat? Do you not like a lot of fat? Um, do you like the, you know, the intermuscular fat? Um, so all of these things. Cause yeah, I, there's only so much you can, I mean, you do your best to trim because uh, you don't want to, you don't want to murder your brisket when you're trimming. Yeah. You don't want to decimate it. But, you know, for her, it wasn't fat on the top. It was definitely in between and that, uh, butcher brisket. Um, definitely had a good amount of marbling inside the, uh, inside the point. So yeah, and some of those, some of that fat, you can't, it's, it's intermuscular. So you don't know it until you get to that point where you're cutting to see yeah. what that layer is right between those, those, those that, that yeah. muscle. I mean, you hope, you know, and I, I don't, if I felt like I didn't render the meat properly, I would say so, but I don't, I don't think that was the case. It was just her preference for the meat. Um, and so um, cause obviously if you don't cook it long enough and you know, not enough heat, then that fat doesn't melt and, you know, seat base the rest of the, the meat around it. Right. It just sits there and it becomes, you know, off putting to folks that don't like that. So that was a, a very interesting nuance that we picked up, 
uh, on while we were doing this experiment. So let me take a step backwards, uh, which is the prepping of the meat. So I didn't find cutting them open and rinsing them off any different, but there was a texture difference to the fat on the Wagyu, the Snake River Farms brisket, as opposed to the other two. And if the, the fat felt a lot silkier and a lot, and then the middle was a quite a bit more pillowy to me. Uh, also, there was no comparison as far as the uh, marbling on the intramuscular fat. It is by far the Snake River Farms was just in, in through and through. You could see the little veins of fat running through the meat. I, I just it was just when you look at the picture side by side, you're just kind of like, wow, that this crazy amount of fat that was in there. So that I I mean, it's not like it was unexpected, but you, I didn't think it would be as drastic as as it was. And uh, so, yeah, as Rod was alluding to, um, yeah, definitely hands down the uh, Snake River Farms brisket, I think, tasted better. I think it uh, presented better. And also uh, the the uh, just better moisture, just it was just better all the way around. So, and I don't think anybody's surprised by hearing that. Uh, so it really came down to the other two as far as where they fell in line. So prepping for the other two, uh, the Costco brisket and the butcher brisket, about the same. Um, I didn't notice. I didn't notice any difference in the texture of the fat until I started trimming the Snake River Farms one. The other, the other two didn't feel that much different. Um, one thing I did notice is that the Costco brisket, even though it had a pretty sizable fat cap on the top of the brisket, the the intermuscular was not really there. Um, yeah, I think we did a. I think a, when you were trimming the brisket. Mm-hmm. There's one photo, and I think you, you, you subsequently did photos of the others because when we got to the snake of a frog, which was the last one we trimmed up, it was like, oh my God. <laughs> like when you're just looking at the, the, it was crazy. Like uh, it was un, it, it was one of these things are not like the other. Right. Like, when you're looking at these, heads and tails, fat. heads yeah, and tails, definitely different. So I trimmed the brisket earlier in the day. And then all three briskets, um, I didn't season them or anything. I just put them in the fridge. Um, about two hours before they were going to get on the smoker, I pulled them back out and uh, went ahead and seasoned them, gave them a nice AP rub on the bottom of them, um, and then gave it a, um, oh, a, a, a nice little additional uh, pepper grind on the on the top of that. And uh, that was, for the most part, let me see, um, what I did. Um, later on, I added in some maple rub uh, to give it like a little sweet, sweeter, uh, a little sweet on top of that. But for the most part, I just, you know, tried to keep it more as simple as possible. I went with oak wood with a piece of maple because I, I like that combination, uh, especially on brisket. Um, I smoked everything at 250. Uh, the temperatures held very well. The uh, I probed each one once in the point, 
uh, with the meter. And, you know, so, so like I said, um, you try to keep everything as even as possible, uh, throughout the cook. I actually stayed up till about six in the morning because I, a, I wanted to spray the briskets and B, I wanted to rotate the, uh, the them as well to different positions. So I only wrote, I rotated them twice, technically three times. Um, so, and all, all it just kept it simple. Top went to bottom, bottom went to mid, mid went to top, you know, very simple rotation. Um, I didn't find that there was this, my smoker generally doesn't have a huge disparity in the uh, temperature between the locations. But again, we just wanted to make sure, um, that we gave, try to make them all as even as possible. So, um, they all went on about 11, 30, 12. And here's the second nuance that uh, came up. The times. Yes, the cook times. So the like we stated earlier, Costco brisket, 18.8. Uh, the before trimming, uh, the Snake River Farms, 20 and some change. The uh, butcher brisket, 20 and some change. Both the Costco, sorry, both the the butcher brisket and the Snake River Farms brisket finished first, but before Snake River Farms brisket finished before all of them, like an hour before the next one came off, which was crazy to me because I'm pretty sure it was the absolute heaviest. Um, then the uh, the um, the Snake River Farms came off first, then the butcher brisket. But the uh, Costco brisket actually was still way quite a ways behind. And in fact, it was probably a good hour and a half before it actually reached temp and was able to come off. Yeah. And that was the odd thing is that the Costco was the, I think it was the smallest of all the briskets. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was like two pounds smaller. And uh, so, and like I said, I injected all of them, which in my experience tends to speed up the cook time. But uh, yeah, so I think the lack of fat in between probably um, slowed it down where the other ones, you know, that stuff bubbled up and helped cook it faster. So I thought that was interesting. It was unexpected. Uh, and I did go back through because we did put a lot of this in uh, our WhatsApp chat. The, the, it was the butcher that was 12, 20.5 pounds. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't think I have the exact weight. Uh, the Costco was 18 point. Eight two pounds, and the snake river farms was eighteen point seven. Um. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So, and and that I think what, to what you're saying. Sorry, I wasn't trying to distract you. No, no, no. I saying. was just pulling up the when email. You look, when you go back to cook time, that says something of the eighteen point seven pound brisket, which kind of like mid sized brisket is only like two ounces over the um the Costco brisket. Roughly, or was that right? I think I said Costco was eighteen point two. So it was the smallest. The 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 wagyu, which was the smallest by point one pound, cooked faster than all of them. Um, right. and then the 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 butcher brisket was next, which was was the largest. Right. So very very interesting. Um. So pulled off each brisket as they were done. Um, I wrapped them too. I wrapped them probably right around when they are 170. I uh, did a paper wrap and then panned them and put the paper in the pan. So I didn't want to lose a lot of juices. 
Um, so when everything was done, pulled everything, put it in the Caterade. I got a cool shot of when I opened the Caterade, you could, you know, just hours later and you could see the steam rising out of that thing. It was just a pretty awesome uh, sight to see. I love this. I love this thing. Um, and then we got this license. And uh, that that was another nuance that I found uh, pretty interesting. The Costco brisket, I would say, even it didn't hold up well in the smoker. So it was was that the first one we cooked? No, the first one we cut was the butcher, which yeah, which sliced. Not, sorry, not cooked. I when I sliced it, it sliced like a dream. You know, it was just like slice, 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 slice. I tasted a little bit from the flat. I tasted a little bit from the point. Phenomenal. Um, next I sliced up the, uh, Costco brisket and that's the one that kind of started breaking apart. And I pulled that at 200. I normally go to 205. I pulled it at 200 and it's still, the flat was breaking up the point, uh, sliced it until, you know, until I got like halfway into the flat where I started getting some better slices out of it. Um, and then when I got to the point, uh, the point sliced sliced up just fine um but yeah i was that that was something that i kind of noticed that the the flat on the uh costco one just it it didn't hold up well and uh, this has been my experience with costco briskets is that they're hit or miss you know sometimes i get one and it's like wow this is phenomenal and i forget one's like "I, i could go get this at a store you know what i mean yeah so that that but anyway, it's not to say it wasn't juicy. It's not to say it didn't taste good. It's just the presentation wise, it was more chopped or looked more chopped than it did look like slices. At least a, a good portion of it. When I the last one we sliced up was the Snake River Farms. And I mean, I I know like the so when you get to like an edge piece of the brisket and you try to slice it, you know, you either gotta lay it flat or you know, just leave it as a thicker piece. But for man, that Snake River Farms, I was able to cut every single slice without issue, all the way from end to end, front to back. Just perfect slices, all of it. Crazy to me. Uh, so we sliced those up, laid them out number wise, and then the consensus, the general consensus was that the Snake River Farms by far tasted the best. Now our daughters and their disappointment came in when they, so there was two kind of things that came out of this. It's like, which one was which, right? But then which one did you like the best? And as it turns out, I think both of our daughters had actually preferred the butcher brisket, then the Costco brisket, then the Snake River Farms brisket. They were the only two that went that direction, but they were adamant in their, and their feelings as far as taste goes. <laughs> so we quickly took their place and sent them to their rooms. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, and as, of course, uh, all of this is subjective. And we're completely kidding. But uh, um, yeah, but everybody else in um, had it the way we laid it out. Now, Rod's wife made an interesting point that, you know, there was a piece off of the butcher brisket that she felt was extremely good so maybe it just had a little bit more seasoning on it or whatever um but you know again everything is kind of subject to slices the slices you get as well uh in 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 your mate and what you're eating so 
Yeah. Now, I had a buddy of mine come through and he purchased uh two pounds of brisket and uh he uh, again he loved all the pieces he went the same way that we went as far as taste is concerned unfortunately i didn't blind test his i kind of just uh, labeled everything but uh you know the sentiments were the same so i had to ask him which was the second part of this whole thing which is would you on a regular basis get the you know, obviously, the Snake River Farms brisket—that's no one's buying that every every time they buy a brisket, not unless they're competing. Uh, yeah, let's be clear on that one. Yeah, I agree. I, so one, yeah, go ahead because I was going to say one thing. Go, go ahead. I want to touch touch base on the Costco brisket. Really yeah. Quick. So now with the so what he felt like was for his family situation, his dynamics, money, everything. He was like. I would probably get the Costco brisket on a regular basis, the butcher brisket on the on a special occasion, on a special occasion, and then, you know, the Snake River Farm brisket would have to be like a super special occasion. You know, for him. Go ahead, Rod. Yeah, so I think what shocked me the most in the cook was like you were saying how the when you cut the Costco brisket, I was like, we messed up big time on this brisket. But it, it, again, it was super juicy, gorgeous. But in the same respect, when you started, when you first, because those first couple slices you tend to get out of a brisket, they don't, you don't really see the juices pouring. And oddly on the Costco and the butcher, we saw them immediately ready to gush. But the Snake River Farms, it took, I think, like three slices in before yeah. you, it started to cry like it did. And I was really concerned. Then I was like, oh, my God, if he screwed up this $230 brisket, he is going to feel sick. They all came up perfect. But the Costco, as you said, didn't hold up. And I made the comment. I was like, this is why you walk into a place and they're like, we have chopped brisket. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's it's just it's that brisket that the cook was right on it. It just it, it didn't hold up into slices. Yeah. And. Yeah, you're going to get chopped. To that point, I think I posted a picture. If not, I, I got to post it where I'm doing the fold test. So easily was able to pick up a slice of piece of brisket, fold it over the knife. It held up, did not fall apart at all. But then you could just easily tear it apart, you know, from from both sides with your hand. So both the only brisket that could not do that was the Costco brisket. Yeah, and uh, like I say, we did go for a larger size. We did look at intermuscular fat and all that stuff on the. At le- uh, sorry, for what you can see on the outside of a package. Um, so I felt like every brisket had the the same opportunity. Like you said, we did the shelf rotation. Everything was sprayed. Everything got the um, the beef tallow. I mean, there was yes, I forgot about that. Um, definitely gave them all. Uh, when I wrapped them all, I hit them with the beef tallow. And then that's when I added in the sugar maple. So when it cooked in in the uh, paper, that you know that's when it was adding that sweetness and melting down and rendering with that uh, maple brown sugar rub uh, in in there. So um, didn't lose any juices. Didn't it tear, nothing. None of the papers tore. Um, the flame boss, phenomenal job keeping temp. Phenomenal job. So I will say. 
uh, one thing that worked out well, and I think everyone does, while maybe most aren't doing three briskets just to tell the difference, I think we often will do things like you're, you're cooking at home and you're going to say, I'm going to cook three chicken. I'm cooking like a bunch of chicken breasts and I'm going to cook like, you know, maybe three different styles like your, or, and, or seasonings. And then they're done and you look at them, you're like, I can't tell which ones are which because they all have a very similar coloring at this point. And the only way you could tell is by tasting. And what this, what the meter did for us was yes, two and three. Yes, yes. So that's exactly right. I forgot about that. So we not only wrote down on a piece of paper the, you know, which, which was which, the number for each, because, um, but yeah, we then associated the, the, where the, uh, the brisket came from with a number and then that number correlated with the probe. So when we, when I went to Rod's house to do the big, uh, reveal, uh, everything was still, all the probes were still in. So yeah, that was, uh, I forgot that we did that and, uh, that, that actually worked out really well. Yeah. You don't, it's when you're, you don't, you don't value how those probes help you out of just that, the labeling system saying, Oh, this is item one, this item two, item three. So if you, if you take your smoker and you say, you know, the John Henry seasoning for sugar maple is on the right in the middle will be followed by, you know, maybe uh, the pecan rub and on the left will be followed by killer hogs, barbecue rub. If after they're all cooked, the see the, the look and appearance all very much look the same. As long as you know that this cluster is this one, this cluster is one, two, and three, and I can tell by the coloring, the transfer to plates or something like that, Just it just makes it easy. And I, that was a, uh, that was definitely a good win for us on not, because we were very concerned we were going to screw up which brisket was which. Right. And there was no questioning. Like, I think we would, yeah, we knew, we knew post-cooking it was very obvious. The, the rendered weight was, I think, probably one of those things that jumped out to me was, even though the American Wagyu was the smallest of the briskets, um, how it rendered and lost weight, I thought was interesting compared to all their others. Hmm. I think the Costco one, I felt had, when all said and done, the most meat um, mm-hmm. that came. Like it lost the it, it lost the least amount of fat weight. Where I felt like the Wagyu one lost a bit more weight from the fat. And I think it's just because of how soft the fat is on it and mm-hmm. its, its ability to render mm-hmm. a lot easier, which is why I think overall people enjoyed that one uh, the most, uh, The followed by the butcher. But they, I think, I, I do think it's just as we stepped up and the fat quality became a little better in each one of the meats um, attributed to like the loss and in, in weight for rendering a fat. Yeah. So, you know, the million dollar question how how do you see yourself buying each one of these briskets in the future and why what was the the difference in price justifiable to you so i i mean i told you um am i allowed to tell what you got uh last week mhm mhm so as we were sitting in your f150 lightning <laughs> and talking and came i was sick when we paid 150 dollars for the brisket at the costco or at the uh, butcher i was like Ugh. And then we go into Costco or Walmart looking for brisket. Couldn't find one. Went to the Costco and we're looking. I'm like, dude, this is half the price of that. And my whole thing was, if no one can tell the difference between these two briskets, I will never buy a brisket at the, at the butcher again. It is a done deal. Not even up for the conversation. It's 2x the price. 
I was like, even at that, I'd all I'd almost have to say I'd like to get two Costco briskets, spend 150 bucks, cook them both. Because here's the thing: if the butcher brisket for the same for half the amount of meat costs the same price, why not cook two Costco briskets? And if one's if one does what we we got this time and the other one is perfect, throw the other one away. <laughs> you're, you're out no more money. I mean, and I, I, I just when I say that, but my whole point is that it is hard to justify paying 2x. Well, it's, it's, you see a difference. it's very similar to what you used to tell folks what, that were like coming to you for advice about buying a, a Mac. And uh, I always I always laughed about this and I thought it was a great story. They're like, you know, well, I heard that it runs better than Windows, so and I, it'll last longer. And you would tell them, if that's your point, just just buy two Windows devices and put one in the corner. And then when you need it, you know, <laughs> you know, go ahead and pick it up and use it because you you spent double the price. So I mean, you can get you know two computers at that price. So you know your your rationale is off is what is the point you were trying to make. And I yep. always thought that was a brilliant way to make the point. So, but with all that being said, and clear difference in flavor and taste uh between the two i'm 90 percent of the time a butcher person and i'll i don't say it has to be a super special occasion because to me the difference between the butcher and the american wagyu is i don't want to say it's negligible but it's not a far reach if you already paid 150 dollars, going to 230 is probably not gonna be change uh your day but it will have to be a bit, it might be like one of those that I do like twice, maybe two tops, three times a year again on like your bigger holidays. Like, Hey, I'm, you're having a couple friends over. I'll do one here. If I'm doing a big party, yeah, they're getting butcher. They're getting Costco. Cause it's just, it's a lot. I'm trying at that point. What's more important to me is volume than volume and quality, but volume is more important. If I know I'm just having like, Let's say you and another friend over with the families, and then I'll I I wouldn't mind making the leap and saying, all right, this is I'm going to make this one special. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, so for me, I don't think I'm ever buying a Costco brisket again. Fair enough. I you know I all my briskets are generally from the butcher, um, and that I think. Uh, the only reason I would buy a Costco brisket is if I'm in a pinch. I need a brisket. Butcher's closed. Uh, the world's coming to an end. Uh, <laughs> can't find a cow to slaughter myself. Can't get one myself. No. I, and again, I don't. I don't. I didn't find that the Costco brisket was bad. But I have a different perspective as this is my fourth Costco brisket that I've smoked, and I still have not settled in on what's the best process for it? And that to me means that they are too inconsistent between, between the briskets. I would say that the butcher brisket will still be my go-to brisket, um, hands down. And, um, I, I don't find a lot of disparity from their briskets. I get it. I cook it. It tastes great. It, it, uh, takes to the smoke. Well, um, yeah, it's just it's just a solid all the way around brisket. And then the American Wagyu would either be me treating treat yourself, me treating myself or a special occasion brisket. 
Because you're right, it's not that far stretch, but it is that that stretch does exist. <laughs> it, it it is. I, I, it is hard for for anybody to like when you're. It's hard to justify it. It really is that there's just there's no other way of looking at it. It's hard for most people when they're looking at going to get one of these and saying, "Yep, I wanna I wanna drop that much money on on one of these these briskets." Yeah. So, but uh, over like every penny for the uh, wagyu was worth it. Every penny. It's uh, it's expensive, but man, and, and if that there was a comment that my buddy made. Um, and what I did was I packed a tray. I got a tray and I tore three pieces of foil and folded those in half. And then I filled up each piece of foil almost as if they were a taco with the different briskets. And then I labeled them and sent them home with them so that, you know, he could understand what he's eating. So, um, he, he was just blown away. He, first off, he was like, I'm not sharing the waggy brisket at all. Nobody else is getting that. And I gave him a good amount of it too, but he ended up sharing some with the with his son because his son, it's so funny. I'll I'll be you know cutting the grass or something. I'll get a phone call and it'll be his son who's like, Uncle Crusher, do you know you sent barbecue home with this guy? And he wasn't even going to tell me until it was all gone. <laughs> I was like, he gets so pissed when I send barbecue back and his dad is just like sitting in the corner about the house the whole thing and it was like he'd be lucky if he see a scrap piece <laughs> and uh so he uh gave him some of the uh, uh he set some aside for him I don't believe he's eating it yet but his wife enjoyed uh the brisket she actually felt like the uh she didn't get to taste the uh the wagyu but uh she obviously also went with the fact that the uh the the Costco brisket was not as good as the butcher brisket. So that you know, that's an easy decision for me. I, I like consistency because I hate to get one brisket and blow it because, you know, it's doing weird you know, doing weird things and just not give me the reaction that I'm used to looking for. And it's hard when you're you're cooking there it's like they all cook to the same temperature. They all had, they all rested in the same thing. Like, like there was just, there was, there wasn't something where you could look back to any of the process and say, this is what you did different. And this is why this one came out different. Yep. No, not a thing. Kept them all real, even, even put them all in the same refrigerator. Hold on. So, um, so yeah, so I would call that a success because out of that, the biggest thing that I kind of take away from this is when I was going into this, I felt that my my outcome was going to be, yeah, there's a difference in taste, but there's not that much difference. So, yeah, if you're going to buy a brisket, just go buy the cheapest one and, you know, enjoy your smoke. I can't say that. I I would tell people that, you know, the, 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 dif- the difference in taste was quite a bit more drastic than I expected it to be. And uh, in fact... When I was talking to my buddy, and he was like, "Man, it just seems like the seasoning took to the wagyu brisket in a different way than it took for the other pieces, right? You know." And I think again, that's that fat that's rendering, smoking, basting. Um, yeah, it was just I, I felt like I the seasoning stood out to me uh, a bit more on on that, and I seasoned them all at the same time, so it's not like 
you know, seasoning one and like, oops, you know, did an oopsie. And all of a sudden this thing's got a pile of salt and whatever sitting on top of it. That wasn't the case. Um, it definitely did have, I think there was an altercation at the, in the, uh, between them. I think the briskets themselves were like, you know, were I'm coming out, <laughs> I'm coming out in first place in all of this, but in the end, uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. I, I think if, if nothing else, if your budget permits, you should at least at some point in time grab a brisket from Snake River Farms. And there's there's a couple other places that sell American Wagyu brisket. And we don't have any affiliation with them whatsoever. We don't. Not. Nothing. Iota. Nothing. They probably have no idea we existed and bought as many briskets as we have from them. Right. I think the first one we did in season one, I, I surprised Chris with grabbing one of those things that we, we prepared and talked about it. And, uh, we scooped it here. But if you do order from them, like, uh, they always have like little promotions, like for Father's Day or for this holiday or for that holiday. I, and I say, if you're not willing to jump up to the brisket, always start with something smaller, like, you know, start with just regular steaks and something, something like that and then, and move your way up. But, and get comfortable with, like, I think you should start with a Costco brisket because you want to start off with less expensive and slowly start to perfect your cooking process. Cause it is, it's hard when you're talking a piece of meat that expensive and you, you, what you don't want to do is make a mistake. So, right. It's not, um, yeah, you, you need to treat it well. So, um, and I kept my injection simple too, by the way, I'm sure probably some people are wondering, I, uh, just use the beef broth and, uh, add a little bit of vinegar to it and a little bit, of uh, uh, hot sauce. I, for, I just forgot. So on our last episode, we were talking, it was actually right before Memorial day mm-hmm. and you had the, dumb idea that you were going to be able to walk into a butcher and get a tomahawk steak. Can you tell everybody? <laughs> I, I went there to get my tomahawks and they were like, uh, no, we don't have any. But that's, I mean, I still got the ribeye. I still got them cut into two inch pieces. Uh, it just, yeah, they were definitely didn't have, they usually have the tomahawks in display. I've never seen anybody buy them but me. Like every time I go there, there's like five or six of them sitting there and I'm the only one that buys them. And uh, yeah, this time I go, I looked in the thing and I was like, oh gosh, but they were able to slice some uh, ribeye uh, into the two inch thick cuts for me and the pork chops and yeah, yeah, all of that came out really good too. So I had mentioned before mm-hmm. um, that I, uh, we talked about restaurants and I, I mentioned a restaurant by the name of Mastro's. Um, my wife and I decided we're having a, uh, a, a adult getaway overnight. And so I booked us some time at Mastro's. So I've been on my grind with, uh, my eating. Mm-hmm. That warm butter cake is definitely going down. Are you going to let loose? Let loose. I, that, that will be my, I, that will be my cheat day where I'm going to enjoy that and, uh, enjoy some of their food and someone else cooking. But yeah, this was, this was a good competition. I like to do, Something else? Yeah, we similar? could do the pulled pork. We could do beef ribs. I, that beef ribs is on my mind too. It's like, does I mean we're not gonna? Oh, those. I meant to tell you, the kids really enjoyed it, and actually, my uh, boys. Oh, you mean the beef ribs I did for you guys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And my, I don't remember. One of the boys' girlfriend was over, and she's like, "Those beef ribs were." Amazing. <laughs> and because she no, she had come in and said, "I think she had said the ribs were really good." And I'm like, I never made this girl ribs. I, I, I had no idea. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was away. Chris made the ribs. <laughs> so those were, those were definitely a hit. And yeah, I'm glad they enjoyed them. 
it's always interesting, and I think everybody has this experience where you get somebody who they don't ever really get the level of barbecue you're cooking. So they've had barbecue, like where they've gone to like Mission Barbecue, and they've had barbecue, and it's it's good. It's, but then they come to they come and you introduce them to new cuts in barbecue, where typically they might just get a pulled pork sandwich, and that's what they consider barbecue or chicken. Mm. But they haven't done brisket. Or they've always, whenever they have brisket, it's been done in the oven. Or you introduce them to like the big brontosaurus beef ribs and they're like, what is this? Right. Or you're, they're sitting at a dinner and you tomahawk steak and they're able to pick up and gnaw meat off a bone. And it's just like, good gracious. It, it, that is, it's nice to open people's eyes to, uh, to great food. So you, you definitely did a good job with the beef ribs and I appreciate it because I was uh, sadly not here to, um, to cook it or partake in it. That's all right. You came over to help prep the brisket. I thought you were coming back to help me uh, get him in the smoker, and I was looking at the clock, and I was like, he ain't coming back. <laughs> I know you're still tired from traveling, and uh, Jet lag was kicking my butt. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's- I have two two more two more big flight weeks, and and it's and the cool thing about it was, um, you know. With between the the flame boss uh, temperature controller, my you know my backup uh, meat thermometer, I smoked those three briskets, and we're talking at the end the end probably a good fifty pounds of brisket, as if it was just one brisket. Like there was no, it, I don't want to say it was effortless, but it wasn't challenging as far as the cooking process. You know, it was a lot of work to trim them all, season them all, and all that stuff. But in the end, just getting them on the smoker, it was no big deal. I love my smoker, man, for that. Because you open up the smoker, you're seeing three large briskets in there, and I still had a rack left if I wanted to put something else on there. Crazy. Yeah, and, Crazy to And me. I think you've uh, you've tweeted out some of the photos of the cook process, but we do have I, uh, well, I think we can put them into the show notes. We can embed some images of like, or we'll put them on Instagram. We might just send a link to it on Instagram of the pre-trimmed like with the the briskets pre like you know before they were trimmed uh, like side shots of the briskets in the smoker the completed briskets while they were sitting on the cutting board before we slice them and then the completed stuff like it's worth seeing um it, it was a lot of meat yeah um and it was a it was a good throwdown and yeah like I said, and we'll figure something new to do yeah definitely and thanks to the fans because definitely you, a the idea came from you guys and B, you know, the support that our Patreon folks and the folks buying, uh, you know, stuff off of our links, it made it easy to do. You know, we spent quite a bit of money on between all three briskets, but it was easier to do because of the support we had. You know, the show could literally pay for it itself. And, you know. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And, and, and keep moving. So I was really, really grateful for all the folks that are supporting us as patrons. If you want to become a Patreon supporter, just go over to patreon.com forward slash uh, barbecue and tech. And uh, there's plenty of different options and bonuses and stuff on there. Uh, with that. So as I think most people is pro- probably seeing that we are getting close to the end of season two. Yeah. We have there a couple of things we want to get done, but uh, yes. we'll probably wrap this up in the next couple of episodes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah, just so everybody knows, it's on Chris to do his breakfast so we can actually have a conversation about breakfast. And we definitely want to have a show for you guys leading up to the 4th of July weekend because that is Barbecue Central. Right. And uh, we're definitely going to touch base on that. I will be on holiday during the 4th of July, but let me be very clear. There will be some cooking going down on the 4th of July. Word. All right, man. Let's get up out of here, man. Thanks so much, everyone. We love you guys. Come see us on Twitter. Come see us on uh uh, Discord, wherever, Instagram, wherever you want, man. We're we're here. We want to have the conversations. Until the next episode, we out. Peace.